10 lepers were healed, how many came back and gave thanks to Jesus? Hold up your fingers. How many came back and gave thanks to Jesus? Just one. And where, what kind of person was that leper? Where was he from? He was a Samaritan. He gave thanks for the healing to Jesus. It's been a few years since my mother has been out to St. Rose of Lima. I'm trying to bring my mom and dad back out for Holy Week this year. You can pray for that to happen. About 15 years ago, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was already in college and seminary, and thanks be to God, she's a survivor. She made it through. She had a chemotherapy. She lost all of her hair. She had radiation treatments. She had to go into the clinic again and again, and she had to get zapped with something that destroyed the tumor that was inside of her, but that also hurt her, her body. It hurt both things bad and good. But she survived. She's been healthy. And a few weeks ago, she was diagnosed again with breast cancer. Thankfully, it is like the best kind of breast cancer someone can have. It was not spreading. There was just a very small tumor inside of her. And the doctor said, you're not even going to need chemotherapy this time. You can keep your hair. <laughs> so my mom was so grateful, and she went to the surgeon on Friday. They took out the tumor. They got all of it. And she went home the same day, and she's feeling fine. She'll have to do some radiation therapy, but it won't be that bad. My mother was helped by science and medicine and all kinds of human technology and wisdom. And yet, my mother gave thanks to God when she came home that day. Because she knows that ultimately all healing comes from Christ. Even our knowledge about science and medicine and technology, ultimately it comes from Christ. Because Christ is wisdom itself. St. Albert the Great, the saint we celebrate today, is a great model for Catholic schools because he was a priest, he was a man of faith, he was a follower of Jesus, and yet he was like an early scientist. He loved to study like astronomy and mineralogy and botany and zoology. He was always talking to people about stuff he was discovering, things he was finding. What if, what if the world is like this, making theories about things, doing mathematics? He loved human reason. He loved science. He loved learning stuff about just the world and using it to help other people. And he realized that that was not at all incompatible with his Christian faith. You know, one of the best kept secrets is that modern science really has its roots in Catholicism. Modern science has its roots in Catholic Christianity because of how Christians understand that God gives us a mind to think with and God has made the universe in an ordered way with rules and laws and he's made it in a certain way in the image of his son. That comes actually from the Christian tradition. St. Albert the Great, a man of both faith and science, I wonder how many people in the world today 
who are healed by medicine, healed by modern science, I wonder how many of them come back and give thanks to God like that one leper. I wonder how many people actually think, wow, like how amazing is it that we can understand how a cell works in the body and we actually can understand DNA and that even though we can't see it with our eyes, we can, we can find a way to change human biology. We can actually heal people. How amazing is it that our minds can discover this? And that's got to come from somewhere beyond me. God, whoever you are, whatever you are, I'm grateful. You know, in the gospel today, we had one in ten give thanks to Jesus. Ten percent success rate. You know, the others were healed, but the one who came back really found his deepest joy. He now had a personal relationship with Jesus in his act of giving thanks. God gives healing to many, many people through science and medicine and using all the technology that we, we've developed with our minds. How many people come back and give thanks to God? Like, I don't understand how chemotherapy works. I mean, maybe I can read about it. I don't understand how the body fights cancer, but lots of other smart people do, and I have a kind of faith that when they say they can do this for my mother, that they're going to actually do it. That's what's amazing. Some people say that faith and science are totally opposite. But you know, unless you're a chemical biologist, unless you're a biochemist, unless you're a doctor or a surgeon, you actually have to have faith that when the surgeon says, I'm going to get that tumor out of your mom and we're going to give her radiation and she's going to get better, it actually requires faith because I don't know all that. I don't use a microscope every day. I don't read all the stuff about how cancer works. But I'm trusting the word of another. Isn't that interesting? Both faith in Jesus and we could say faith and science require you to trust the word of someone else. Hmm. It's one of my goals at St. Rosalima Catholic School that none of these students will leave here thinking that faith and reason or faith and science are contrary to each other. My dear teachers, let this be a goal of yours too. Let none of these students leave your classrooms thinking that having faith in Jesus Christ and using the scientific method are contrary to each other. God's given us both. God's given us the gift of faith in Jesus Christ and God's given us our minds, our reason, science, medicine. He's given us all these things as gifts. And to our parents and teachers, for those who drift away from their Christian faith when they're young, in their teens, in their 20s, they drift away and no longer come to church, no longer practice, when they just kind of are like, well, like, what does church really matter? Like, who, you know, does Jesus actually matter? Is he actually real? The number one reason that young people report about why that happened is they couldn't reconcile faith and science. They know that science works. They know that science is real, that you can learn so much from science. And somehow they said that, well, it seemed like I had to choose one or the other, and so I chose science. It seems like faith is just something that's made up, something that's irrational. That's the number one reason they give. 
what can we do about that? <laughs> St. Albert teaches us what we can do about that. St. Albert teaches us that we can have a life full of love and joy in Jesus, and yet we can even be great scientists. And we can use our minds to help other people be healed, help them live good lives, help them be changed. Who here maybe someday wants to be a scientist? Anybody want to be a scientist or a researcher? Anybody? Anybody here want to be an astronomer or an astronaut? Anybody? Anybody want to try and be a doctor or like heal, fix cancer, find medicines for people? Anybody want to do that? That's awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so happy for all of you. I want to read to you to conclude a beautiful little testimony by an astronomer who lived not too long ago. His name is Enrico Medi, and one day he might actually be a saint. He has a cause for sainthood opened up. And he would study the stars and the galaxies. He would study things that are like 50 million light years away. If you traveled at the speed of light, and that's pretty fast, it would take you 50 million years to get to that star. He studied them. And he wrote this about his faith and his science. Oh, you mysterious galaxies, I see you, I calculate you, I understand you, I study you and I discover you, I penetrate you and I gather you, from you I take light and make it knowledge, I take movement and make it wisdom, I take sparkling colors and make them poetry, I take you stars in my hands and trembling in the oneness of my being. I raise you above yourselves and offer you in prayer to the Creator that through me alone you stars can worship. That through me alone you stars can worship. Today let's say thank you to Christ for all he's given us. And as we worship at this altar, the entire universe around us worships the Creator through you and through me.